When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times That Podcast. Just before we get started in discussing yesterday's Derby game, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Football Prizes. This week's Celtic prize for them is a stunning signed and custom framed Celtic shirt signed by Kyogo. So it's got Kyogo on the on the back. He's signed it himself and there's a nice custom frame as well. If you want to get involved, go to footballprizes.co.uk and you'll be able to find it along with a lot of the other good competitions uh, with great prizes you can win. And if you use the code 4times10 at checkout, you'll get 10% off your ticket price. So thanks to them for sponsors and thanks to everybody that's used their discount code. It helps us cover costs at the podcast and we'll go on with the show now. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to another episode of Four Times That Podcast. You join us on Monday, sorry, Monday, Tuesday the 3rd of January. It's just over 24 hours since Celtic maintained their nine-point lead at the top of the table after a two-each draw with Rangers at Ibrooks. Celtic took the lead in the first five minutes through Dyson Maida. They then went behind early in the second half after conceding a goal from Ryan Kent and a penalty from James Tavernier. But uh, as so often has been the case this season, they kept going and got an equaliser eh, a couple of minutes from the end through that man Kyogo. Danny I'll bring you in you to be fair I think out of the four years when we were talking in a group chat and that says that you would take a draw I think the way the game panned out most people would have were happy with a draw come the end because it was I don't mind saying I think it was a pretty poor performance for the most part of the game yesterday with the Jamaica. Aye but taking a draw this is to me three weeks ago come back after the World Cup you'll play you know you've got five games coming up four before you go there if you can still be nine clear at the end of that you would take it um, after five minutes I thought we were going to take six or seven after 60 minutes after that you're thinking god what's going to happen here I don't know I, I don't know what to make it I didn't think it was a great game for me to reach draw wasn't it like a further or anything like that but the first half we, there was a spell for about when Joe Hart 
tries to clear it. I think Maria Ross charges him down and then, to be fair to Harry, he makes a great save to tip the ball in the post. But about 10 minutes of focus, just run about that period in the game, and we'd have scored another couple of goals, I think. We'd, the ball, we were first to every ball in midfield, and we were first to every second ball if we were only getting the first. And it was just, it was such a weird first half because we were, we were so sloppy, but yet they were worse. And you think, God, if we were on it, we'd punish them and score a couple more goals. Like, I'm one of his biggest fans, but I thought O'Reilly just was so within himself at times. And he did really well for the first goal because he went and won the ball off Lundstrom. I know Lundstrom gave it to Marielos, who gave it to Maeda. But it was just, I thought with O'Reilly, it was like the ball kept breaking to him and he had all this space. And he was going back the line and he usually tries to play killer passes. And he was trying a few passes that didn't come off from yesterday. I don't really mind when I really gives the ball away because he's always trying to do something, but I just thought yesterday he was a bit, he's played within himself, I was wanting him to be a wee bit more assertive because I don't think there's many better players, footballers in Scotland than O'Reilly, I think he's fucking brilliant. Um, I just, it was a weird, I thought he kind of summed up how kind of, I don't want to say rubbish the first half we were, but I thought he summed up how maybe a missed opportunity it was. Um, and then after that instant with Hart, we kind of just let them into the game. And then the last 10 minutes of the first half, I wouldn't say we were hanging on. I mean, Morelos had a good chance with a header for a corner, but we were, I thought we just invited them on a bit. And then the start of the second half was just pathetic. The first 10 minutes was just, like, something I thought we'd, we'd long seen for a Celtic team. Like, Juranovic was pretty poor for when he came on anyway. He kept getting the ball, he kept putting stupid passes, but just a pathetic attempt to stop Sakara. I mean, he just bounces off him and then gees up. Um, and, and Johnson, who I thought played really well in his debut, and I thought he stood up really well at times, especially in the first half when um, they were trying to get a lot of joy down the left, I thought he stood up really well. But somebody should have had a word in his ear about Kent and said, look, he cuts inside, that's what he was today. It was a good finish, to be fair, to Kent. Um, I just thought it was a very poor goal for us to concede, and then... Five minutes later, right. Starfield, he just don't know why he's going to deck because Sakara's going to do it anyway. And I know Starfield, it looks as if Sakara stones on Starfield, but to be fair, Starfield's going to be business sliding in. Just a really pathetic attempt at stopping him. And I, as I say, if Starfield would have stood up, like Sakara would have fell on his ass because he was going to do it anyway. Um, and then you gave him a 2 1 lead. And don't get me wrong, I never ever thought Celtic were going to lose yesterday watching the game. I must admit, I've just, it's just, and it's ingrained in me watching this team that they'll get a chance and they'll take it. But I just, I thought when Moy came on, we held on to the ball a wee bit better. Because um, in the first 20 minutes, we were playing really well, and then we lost all sort of control that we had in the game. And you just let them in, and they play for penalties, and that, and then how we never got a penalty is fucking beyond me. Um, I should about silly. I mean, there's always a word, you know, whether it's fucking ball to hand or hand to ball, whatever, it's fucking silhouette, push, you know, but. Let's take all that with the equation. Connor Goldson seen a ball coming out and put his horns up, put the ball out towards the ball, punched it away with both horns. It's the fucking literal depiction of a deliberate handball. And we've got fucking two tits that one didn't see it happen live and the other one couldn't see it despite a fucking hundred replays. Just fucking pathetic. And another fucking VR decision that goes against us and just like, talk about fucking benefit of the doubt and all that. VAR was meant to eliminate this doubt. There wasn't meant to be any doubt with VAR. And that's all it's fucking created. Referees are getting sent up to watch decisions when, uh, you know, offside decisions, which are meant to be fucking black or white. There's no meant to be any greys with offside. And yet, Beaton didn't get asked to go and watch that again. 
100% would I give up? Well, I should have gave up penalty. Um, you can never fucking be sure with them. It's maybe 99% sure they gave up penalty. But despite that, um, the team just refused to get beat. They just refused to get done. And they were pressing, and I, I was quite happy that Ange didn't just swap Kyogo for Jackie Marcus. I was quite happy that he went with something different and tried to get a wee bit more space for Kyogo, and it worked because, you know, we scored and Kyogo got the goal. Um, so I don't know when he says Celtic were poor. I think that's been quite harsh with the team. Um, there was a lot of thought of oh, shit's worst performance of the season and that is I mean I don't think they, maybe they were maybe they were too um maybe the grief was too much for the Queen that they forgot the St. Johnson the S Marin performance. But for the first twenty minutes it was going to be a row and then, you know, we, we somehow we ended up having to go rescue the game. But we'll do it. We will we will they uh, we'll do our kinda we've been playing really well lately, so they will do our kinda more not reality check, but can I play like that all the time and they still did me enough to get a draw. Um, and I thought, well, I did think we were going to win at the end. But again, long story short, if you'd have said to me before the game, you'll be nine clear at the end, it no matter what, I would have taken that. It's goals like that and points like that that we'll look back at me and say, that one is the league. Hopefully. Aye, definitely. I mean, I think we're still in a fantastic position. And I know what you're saying, I don't think the full team was poor, but I think we had a few really notable poor performances. You've mentioned Matt O'Reilly. I completely agree. I think I've been quite critical of him on the pod and I know group chat this season. I think there's times when he could give me I thought yesterday was pretty ineffectual. Uh, like, we gave James Forrest all the credit for finally reaching 100 goals and 100 assists, but the, the, the truth of the uh, matter is that when he got named in the starting lineup yesterday, ninety-five percent of fans' reaction was he was going to have a stinker, and he absolutely did. Like the first half, I've never seen somebody who contributed to breaking down our moves so much more than him. Like he's, he just seems unable at times to, uh, like control a ball. There was one that gets switched to him, and it was, ah, it was a high bond, but he was in a mile of space on the right hand side, and he failed to even bring it down and put it out for a throw. And I thought the the only time he actually put a bit of quality in the box was the one that Kyogo sort of missed and uh, Maida couldn't do much with it after it but I just thought it was it was a bit of a mad a mad selection from Ange like you know like when we spoke about it we we sort of thought it'd be Jota and if no maybe Abada I think Abada must have been sitting on the bench watching it in the first half wondering what Mary could have done the last few weeks to uh, get in ahead of James Horace because I just thought as I say it was it was exactly the type of performance that he's given Ibrooks like in his Celtic career. Like, I know he's had a few goals at Celtic Park against them, but generally in these games, he's a player that goes missing, and it was the same again yesterday. Uh, Alistair Johnson came in, and that was the other shock. We obviously, everybody expected Jaranovic to come in, and when Johnson came in, I wasn't disappointed, because obviously there's a boy who'd played at a World Cup, and he's your new signing, and he's obviously going to be there a lot longer than what Juranovic has got left at Celtic you'd expect if the rumoured interest is true but I thought he played well and then Taylor obviously gets down injured and I just thought it was like Juranovic has obviously played left back on a number of occasions for Celtic he even made his debut at left back at Ibrox but I thought it was mad like that he he was the one that was brought on when you had Burnaby on the bench who's obviously been had a few appearances the last few weeks and thought he did very well at Easter Road and just in terms of keeping my mare natural shape to the team I thought having a recognised left back would have been by far the better option and look who am I question Ange uh, like he's took us to where we are but I, I think Juranovic straight away just looked absolutely off it and he just kept putting passes astray and 
Well, that's a guy who the World Cup pocketed Vinicius Junior, and somehow could he cope with Fashion Sakala? It was it was quite bizarre to see, and I, I thought that like we obviously in in terms of the first half in general, Maida's goals just brilliant. Like his awareness to intercept it, I think uh, Tavernier should should get rid of it, but that's just the type of player he is that he makes an arse it, and Maida then takes the pass Golden as well and finishes brilliantly and that's twice in the, this week that he's he's showed real composure in that finish at Easter Road and then again yesterday and like we, we'd played well for the first 15-20 minutes but when that Taylor substitution happened I felt we did sort of lose a bit of composure and you mentioned the Joe Hart incident uh, like he also does make a save but it sort of just gave him a bit of encouragement that I like uh, they they sort of came out against us merely. Like, obviously spoke out the chances they had, but thing was like no matter how poorly I thought Celtic were after the substitution, like we looked dangerous going forward, and I thought it was just a wee bit missing. Like I thought Kyogo was very quiet in the first half, and uh, despite that, we I, I thought a second goal before half time would have killed it. Evidently, we didn't get it, and they went in at half time, and I, I thought Ange would have just ripped their team apart and would have come out with a bit of composure, but. Uh, we we then come out and as you say, uh, well, I've, first of all, I think Sakala gets away from Iranovic far too easy. He's, he's the wrong side of him and allows him in. But Alistair Johnson's like he's been he's been there three four weeks and in the sort of preparation for this game. Surely whatever right value you're planning to play, like as you say, you know that's what Ken wants to do. He's he's, he's been his game for the three years or whatever it is he's been at Rangers. He he wants to cut in and try and curl shots in. So. It's it was a really sloppy goal to lose, and then the the penalty. There's a debate about contact. I think Starfield, as you as you mentioned, Danny Starfield's just like he's no need to go to ground like that, and it just gives the referee the easy option to get a penalty. And then like I know you said you were confident we would never lose. I, I didn't even know where our goal was going to come from because I just thought we played really poor. I thought when when Moy came on, he, he we did look a bit more composed in the middle of the park, but. Uh, I thought Abada was trying to get involved, but didn't have much gone for him uh, for the for the first few while after they came on. And when you, I thought I thought we possibly waited a bit too long to bring Jota and Jakimakis on. I thought, but like, I don't know what the situation with Jota is. He's obviously been on the bench the last three games now, and I think Ange mentioned something about an illness. But he's seen the impact he had when he came on. Like I know a few things didn't come off, but he was just so direct and he he just completely makes the goal himself. It's him that sort of makes a move and. Uh, plays the pass to Aaron Moy who is like f- three or four yards onside I think it's Barisic and Sands that play him on and uh, Jota is the one that eventually gets on the end yet to stop it uh, at the byline and gets it across Jack Amakis I think it's a wee touch on it and uh, Kyogo finally gets his goal in the Glasgow Derby which was it's a massive moment for him and a, a massive moment for us because as I said in the preview just didn't want to give him any sort of encouragement uh, that this title race has got much longer to go I think it, the the way the game panned out, it was it's a much better point for us. It's obviously their home game, eh, and one of a few chances that they had left to take points off us. But all in all, it's it's a great point for us. And eh, as you said, the mentality was there again from the team to just go to the final whistle. And I, eh, Tony, as I said, the shocks in the lineup were Johnston and Forrest. What did you make of the team and the game in general? Uh, I thought Johnston was great. I really, really enjoyed watching him. I thought he was composed. Um, he got forward well. He put in a few good crosses. Um, he defended fine as well. I know the one with Kent, he obviously 
should have kind of taken him the outside, but that can happen. That can, can be quite a dangerous player as much as the supporters don't like to admit it. I know he's not scored a lot of goals, but he's got a decent enough record against us. So um I thought he was good. I was shocked when I seen Forrest was playing and I think everybody was the same. I don't think there was anybody that actually thought James Forrest was going to have a good game for us. He just he's never scored at Ibrox. Sorry, I'm just getting into the Um Never scored at Ibrox. He's never. I don't know if he's ever set anybody up for Ibrox. I've done anything kind of worth mentioning. I think he's only scored two goals against Rangers in 13 years. My bad, I scored three. And he two or three games against them, so um, it was just, <clears throat> it was strange, even with the, the, the bug in the room, I just, I still don't think we should have been playing Forrest, especially if you have Jaw and a bad on the bench, they couldn't have been that bad, I mean, uh, Jaw come on, I thought he, he done quite well, he played his part in the equaliser, so, no, nah, it was strange to see Forrest starting. As you can tell, my voice has not improved since Easter Road, I think I've <clears throat> knocked myself ill. And um, watching these stupid referees yesterday didn't help me. So, but I thought we were quite poor overall. I don't think we played well. I thought we dominated the first 20 minutes, but didn't really do it. Kyogo should probably have put his two up if he made with the cross. They came in across the, across the deck. Um, thought Yaravich was terrible. I'm not going to go through him and say he's a disgrace or anything like that. People with bad games. I don't think he was deliberately trying to be bad, but. He just was. He had a really poor game. I think Starfelt in the air is absolutely tremendous. I think when he's got the ball at his feet, he's, he's hopeless. He has a bit of a bomb scare when he's got the ball at his feet under pressure. There's nobody can deny that. Um, so that's something we'll need to watch out for. Joe Hart, I don't know if he was just bored sitting doing nothing, so decided to make it interesting and trying to volley the ball off Morelos. was just, just so stupid and it gave them all the confidence at the end of the half and I don't think we won one header when they got a corner in that kind of passage of play, which was really poor. Um, Morelos should probably had a double, but as he usually does, he, he fluffs his lines against us. Greg Taylor coming off was a major blow. But I thought there was, I thought there was some standard performers. I thought Rio Matati at times was just tremendous, just gliding past players as if they weren't there. I think Maida was excellent. I did say, I think my prediction was Kyogo he scored two and me that he get one but I just didn't predict the Rangers would score any um, but no it was quite important for us not to lose it's bad enough losing to them but I don't think we wanted to lose to, to that manager either I think that would have been um, a bit of a boot in the balls but no we're, we're still nine clear we're 20 goals ahead uh, we've got a couple of like, home games coming up so we're in a really good position to press on and, and try to retain the title but um, no obviously one of our better performances but to, to, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen us so far ahead in the league go to Ibrox, equalise with a couple of minutes to go, and then nobody celebrates. They just grab the ball and get back to the halfway line. But I think that's the mentality that Angie's installed. I think if we had a wee bit more composure and the seven added tight, seven added minutes, we would have won it, no bother. There was a few times I think Tavernier passed the ball straight to uh, Jota, and I think the. The guy Sands gave the ball right to Abada as well. He was just kind of standing. If he had just a wee bit more composure in their moments, um, I think we could definitely have uh, won the game and I would have really put it right up them. But um, no, overall, I think you could be happy with the result. Um, I'd be surprised if we play that badly against them again this season. You would ex- expect we'll probably play them another three times, including the, 
the League Cup final. Maybe play them four times if you get them in the Scottish. But um, I think Michael Beale worked out quite quickly that if they get Sakala running at Juranovic, they were going to get success. And that's what they done. They just punted Boz up to Sakala. And I mean, even for the penalty, staff felt really stupid for diving in. But the minute I see it back, I don't think it is a penalty. I think Sakala stands in him. Um, but I think Juranovic gets nutmegged in the build-up to that. In the first goal, Juranovic gets completely wrong side and she just takes the Carla's legs away and take the booking. But again, I think we can all safely assume that Juranovic isn't going to be here for long. We can probably assume Ange has to get much confidence in Bernabe or even have little odds. So, no, a strange game. I was with Daddy after the first 10 minutes. I thought we've got to, we've got to blow this mob to bits. Um, but we just, we just kind of took our foot off of the gas, which was sad, but. Overall, I think we played 20 games, won 18, drawn one and lost one, so we can't really have any complaints, and it's just a case of going on to the next game. Aye, and Andy, I'll bring you in. As Tony said, that's us now 20 games into the league campaign. We've had two derbies and one nine points clear. We have far superior goal difference as well. What did you make of the game in general and the effects of the result? Aye, I mean, I mean listen... If you look at the actual campaign as a whole, I think we would all a bit you're on off to be in this position at the start of the season. Um, sort of no lost, no lost the derby game, nine points ahead, superior goal difference, we're in a really good place. And although Macy's predicted the wins, I think we would all have taken a draw rematch, um, especially during the game at two London, had a bit you're on, you're on off for it. So it's, it's a good position to be in, but only game itself, I thought that. Obviously, they completely gift as a goal. Um, just made an arse. It's a good interception for Maeda. Um, and then he's strong in his run. Good finish. Gets another goal for us. And another good performance. Here. He's probably one of our better performers um, yesterday. But I think on the actual performance itself, it was one of the poorest that I've seen us. And I think... I don't think there's really any getting away for it. I think we were poor in so many areas. And uncharacteristically poor getting the ball away just far, far too cheaply um, in certain areas and and it killed us at times. It, actually, I was speaking to one of my pals earlier about the game and it really, up until we got an equaliser, it just reminded me of sort of us in the Champions League sort of performance this season. It really had all the same characteristics of that, like in a good position and, and, and we don't, we don't capitalise on it, we don't take advantage of it. Um, and it just falls apart. You go on not, but we really should have took all the confidence for that. We should have really started to express ourselves and really sort of put, put the boot in them. Should have, we should have been getting a half time. And after the bog is in at one nil, I'm thinking, right, we're going to go in three nil up again a half time here. Um, and and it really just fell fell apart because listen, they're no any good side. They didn't hurt nothing sort of blows away a play really, really well. I, I don't think they did at all. I think it was just... I, I mean, aside from the goals, I don't think the keepers, either of them, were really work all that much. Um, I don't think it was a great game of football, if you can say that about a game that's got four goals in it. But as an actual game, I don't think it was great. I don't think there was a lot of sort of proper high-quality moves going on. Um, it's, I think Greg Taylor going to have kills us a wee bit. I, I think we've spoken before about the... Really the importance of him. Um, I think I was about 20 minutes in, and that maybe does coincide with his sort of really tailing off in the first half. I think him getting off was a big miss. He's obviously really important to his, not only defensively, because you know he's always going to give a solid defensive performance, and 
sort of fulfil his role as a, as a left back to a high standard, but going forward and in possession when he comes into the middle and, and really makes things tick. Um, I think we did miss that, and I think I, I suppose there's an argument for there's maybe a bit of logic in bringing Djuranovic in for the experience and he's sort of been there, seen it and done it. His performance, he's a little cop, his confidence would be high. But then the other way I look at it is I think it's just an error of judgment for the manager. I really, really do. I can't really be, I can't even be too harsh on Juranovic because left backs are fucking it's a current position to play, right? Any any full back one is to be honest with you. But you're putting them out of position um against a PC winger. It's a horrible thing to be a position to be in because he's so used to he's quite happy to show something in the line when he's playing it right back because it's it's playing under his strong side where when you put him left back Everything he do then has to become the opposite. Everything he's used to. And it's just a horrible sort of position to be in. And the fact that we were then out of possession for sort of prolonged periods and things, it's it makes that all the much more difficult. Um so I can't be too harsh on him listen, he shouldn't be getting beat as easy as he was, but um I I, I don't like the way that people are getting on and fucking calling him for everything. I think that's just mental. Um the manager really should have probably subbed him again um, and put Bernabe on whether he had I mean ultimately Bernabe is on the bench he trusts him some part he's on the bench for a reason um, if he didn't trust him the first time after Juranovic's performance he should have been fucking taken off um, even if not after the first goal I know it wasn't long they scored again but after the second like, the whole game it was just getting worse and worse and I felt for him at points because it was he just looked so uncomfortable, even in possession, trying to build up. He's trying to play the ball in the line with his left and things like that. And it's just no coming off. And it was just completely unnatural position for him to be in. So I don't buy into being so harsh. And then you get to off time and it felt as if we were sort of, we struggled out of the line. I thought, just get him off time, don't concede. And that's the manager can get in and get speaking to the players. And we came out and in all honesty, I was stunned there wasn't a sub made. Um, I thought sure thing he changes something here. We see how this has gone, no matter that we're one or up. We see exactly how it's gone. Surely we change something. Not two minutes later they score. You go right again. Surely something changes. Not. I think it was an hour, maybe five, six, seven minutes again. They score again. You're like, what, what do we need today? And then Forrest comes off. I don't know how he lasted so long. Um, like it could be a good seven, but he, he was fucking rotten. Let's be honest with you. I agree with what we said there, little Riley was rotten and all. Um, Starfelt was just being Starfelt at times in the Bosnia deck. I agree with Tony completely. When it's in the air, he's imperious at times, but when the Bosnia deck, it's just a fucking nightmare. Heart again, I, I don't know what the fuck he was playing at. Um, but it just gives them impetus to, to go on and press and keep going. But I thought the subs were just a bit late to sort of prevent anything that we felt bit. They were very reactive subs for me, um, but don't get me wrong. I thought Moy done really, really well when he came on. And then again, I was screaming out for Yota and Jack Marcus to come on. It's not until, what, the 77th minute or something they came on. I think it's just so late in the day again for those changes. And again, we score, we get the, the equaliser, but I, I felt as if we had a bit more time. We really could have went and won. Um, it just felt that, as I said, the subs were all very reactive to everything they'd done. They took him on after Jack had, had come on as a sub and 
it looked as if Rangers were just going to try and shut up shop um, as opposed to let them react to what we're doing, like be the ones to, to make the move. Um, so it was it was a frustrating performance. And as I say, it, it just felt to say, like in Europe at times, like in a great position to go and really sort of stamp an authority in the game and put it to bed early. And we did name, we get punished for it. We get punished for poor, really, really poor phases of play. Um, I would be surprised if I see as poor as that again. And I know it's, listen, the referee was fucking scandalous at times. I don't know how we never get a penalty. Staff felt one. He, listen, he's given the ref the chance to make the to make a decision. It's stupid. You don't go to ground in that situation. Seen it given fucking about a hundred times in the World Cup as well. So if that's where the rules at, then whatever. But it's it shouldn't have even came down to that. We should have been we should have been putting ourselves well well away from a referee decision impacting us. Um, but again, listen, it's we've no nothing lost, nothing gained. If anything, it's really gonna fucking hurt them that we've came again, scored late on in a game and um extended their title hopes. Um but again I, I should mention I thought um Alistair Johnston came in and done really, really well. I was impressed with him. Um I agree with Tony again on him. I think he's come into probably our toughest game that we get domestic looking away at Ibrooks and everything's on the line for them. So I think he done really, really well and hopefully we with more time and more training sessions and more games with the team, he'll only improve as well. And a player who I've been looking really forward to seeing. I definitely will be good to see uh, him and Mers have obviously got a few games more in January. So if Juranovic does go, I would expect Alistair Johnston to be the one to uh, take his place. But Danny, a few players have been mentioned, but one that's not really been touched on, who I think you said last week is he's sort of fell into the same category as Callum McGregor, where you just expect him to play well and he sometimes gets overlooked. But just a word on how good Cameron Carter Vickers was yesterday. I was immense. He was a rotted and had a great block at the end. Um, he did it, it was what we needed. And then that one at the end, where he'd think he'd two of them fighting him and he came away with the ball. And he's just brilliant, isn't he? Um, I think Tony put a bold statement in saying he's the best in the half he's ever seen play for Celtic. It might have been you, actually. Um, it was Dan, just to uh, clarify. It might have been Dan. I, I would actually agree. Um, I think he's, he's every bit as good as. Um, He's playing in teams that weren't as good as the teams at Mialbe and um, Alde and that played in, but I think he's every bit as good, uh, if no better. He's fucking brilliant. And he, he never flustered. He's never, he never looks um, as if he's going to make a mistake or he never looks, you know, nerved by it. And he just keeps going. I thought it was, I thought it was very good yesterday. Um, and kind of, he is a kind of another captain in the team. I know he's captained the team a few times, but he is like another captain. He just, Rolls his sleeves up and gets on with it and was happy, happy enough for him. I thought, um, he's upset, I, it's totally right. I thought the boy Johnson stood up really well um, in his debut. Forrest gave him fuck all uh, help going back or anything going forward. Um, don't want to pan Forrest, you've done that enough, but it was so disappointing yesterday. Because after about two or three minutes, you just, even before the goal, I think he gave a ball away. You just knew. I think three times in the first half he gave a ball away in the first 20 minutes or something. It was just so frustrating because we've seen that when he is direct, he's a lot better than that. And that one where Maeda, who had beaten at Avenue any time, he went near him, fired a fucking great ball across. And you just know Jota, you know Abada, or even Haxibanovic would have been there to finish it. And Forrest is fucking trailing his arse at the back. 
just really frustrated me because he's been such a good player for his early years, but I can't believe he started. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't think the Burnaby no coming on as I think because Ange doesn't trust him. I, I think Ange just looked at his bench and thought we need to keep control of this game, and I'll put Juranovic on because he's an experienced internationalist. He's played left back before. He's played left back at Ibrox before. Just put him in there, even if Juranovic can give him an hour. But it got to the point where if you'd have took Juranovic half, as bad as he was, it was just an always there sub. Um, they had to put, no, they put uh, Burnaby on, he had to make men attack and stuff in the second half. But um, I can't have because was brilliant and, and Starfield. I, I, I don't know what happened to him yesterday. I know these games make folk do silly things and that, but he was doing Cruyff turns and all that at one point, and there was, he, he was trying to play. Like Davy drags and play the boy at a defence, and you just give the boy to Carter Vickers, McGregor, or Taylor, or Juranovic. Fucking don't, you know, and he was trying those, and he's, his Tony was right, he's fucking immense in the air. He had about four or five great heaters in the first half, and then he was inviting, and I just, I, I think that's your issue when it comes to them. It was the same in the Scottish Cup, semi as well, as we, we invite them on, and they fucking live for, they live for like, the break of the ball or getting a penalty and you know or fucking they live for that shit and we kind of played into their horns yesterday which was disappointing but uh, overall a good good point and you know it was must win for them and they didn't win and uh, so now they're talking about how good they were but I, I, didn't, I never ever thought we were in any danger of losing any more goal Carter Vicar made that great block but you know it wasn't like oh they're, they're fucking hammering us here they maybe two or three chances at least, we had a couple as well, so probably two shivers of shite throwing shite at each other by the end of it, but the way that folk are going on is how, you know, it's a marker, it's did, you know, it went from them reigniting their title challenge, whatever they're calling it, to a marker for next season in the space of fucking five minutes, um, and I just wish these folk would learn, they're slagging us, saying, oh we never stop, ha ha ha, because they came back, but there's still fucking 40 minutes of the game to go. Celtic were always scoring yesterday. And these J-League players that are push keep scoring against them. So, or do the damage against them. So, I'd, you know, you think they'd learn. But, I don't know, maybe they need to be, you've got to say maybe they need to beat again, but they get fucked in September and they still come out thinking that they're better than us and they've got their players coming out and saying they're better than us before the game. Doesn't matter what the league table says. Michael Bale thinks there's only three points in it. He probably thinks there's only two now because Rangers got a point out of yesterday. But, I mean, that's what we're dealing with. So, um, maybe it's best just to move on and think about games in the future because unless we play them in the Scottish Cup, uh, the League Cup, I don't think we play them again until April. No, you're right. Next league uh, match is the 8th or 9th of April. If it'll be a 9th if it gets moved to the Sunday. But we uh, could well come up against them. Obviously, the League Cup semi-finals and two weeks time and they're up against Aberdeen who obviously went close to beating them a few weeks ago uh, but uh, who knows how it will go I think you're right about this sort of lack of quality in the game I think in the second half there was only three shots on target and it was their two goals and our goals so I think both sides sort of in the final areas were pretty poor and I know Carter Vickers had a few excellent blocks and that's how I wanted to highlight him I thought, uh, as, as I said I thought he was uh, outstanding and uh, Ariel leader, you say, is almost like, I know he's a stand-in for Callum McGregor when uh, he was out and a lot of people don't think he's the most vocal or that, but you could just see yes, he's just full of fight and he's full of desire and I hope he's here for 
as, as long as possible because I just think he's absolutely fantastic. But Tony, anything else you want to add? There's been a few people who want the club to come out and ask about these VAR decisions. I, know, I think at the AGM they actually says that they had questioned a few of them. Like it's, it, it's. I know some people, some fans, only Celtic fans will call us paranoid, but you you look at like the handballs that Burnley Bay was penalised for and Matt O'Reilly was penalised for. And then you look at the ones with no goal, like Michael Smith at Tynecastle and then Golden yesterday. Like it's just like as as Danny said, VAR was made cut out these sort of mistakes, but it, it just seems to have gave them like even they seem they seem to be even merrier in occurrence. And I, I watch sports scene in that, like so I don't see every ninety minutes for every game, but it seems to me that we get affected by it more than any other team. And I don't know if that's just because we attack mare but it's just it's insane the decisions that are gone either against us or that only been given for us like like yesterday I, I just find that a bit strange to be honest I mean I see people saying that the IFAB ruling shows if it hits your hands and you're protecting your face after a powerful shot it's not a penalty but it's not a powerful shot Starfield's just launched the ball up in the air so I don't know if it does it, it's talking out about it, we really should. Um, it's, we know the referees in this city or country are just total incompetence. There's no really anything about that that's going to change, I don't think. Um, why he's not been uh, told to, to go and have a look at it, I don't know. That seems to be a common thing. Well, the Michael Smith one, how he wasn't told to go and look at that, I'll never know. But... Um, if you've got to call it out, do it when you've not been beat. Because if you've been beat, it's just, oh, sewer grapes, it's a conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. And people point right away, oh, he's of one everything. So how can you complain about decisions? But there's been a few things a few things more we should have won. Like, notably the 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 treble against Madrone Dylan was a manager. So things like that where there's no harm and don't need to come out and say this ref's a cheat, but why not come out and say, look, we don't really understand why you didn't uh, review this. Can you give us an explanation and, and see how it goes? It can't take them that long to provide a, a simple explanation over a over a decision. I think um, we're entitled to, to ask questions. The referees were the biggest club in this country, by a country mile, and um, they do a lot of good for the game here. So here's an explanation. I saw it is. It's no it's not a difficult. A difficult question, so um, I think I think they maybe need to review the the seven hundred fans at Ibrox. I know you were there, Dan. Obviously, you, you get my ticket. I go through my my contact in corporate scumbag that he is. Um, but I don't think you're safe. That's why I didn't go. I genuinely don't think you're safe with these um, nutcases. Because I seen somebody get chucked, a, a bottle of bug fast chucked in on a half bottle. Um, I think you said you get pelted with a lighter. I mean. These, these people are nuts. I mean, if you read their forums, they're absolutely bonkers. That's why we get such a good laugh at them. But I would really like to be surrounded by 50,000 of them foaming at the mouth after you've just scored a, a late equaliser. So I, I think eventually the club are just going to say we're not taking any tickets, which is a shame. It was a great spectacle when, when it was 7,000 apiece. But I just I don't, I don't think it's safe for our fans to be, to be amongst them. I mean... Even even our players, the game in April, I think there was a smashed bottle where Joe Hart would be diving. Don't remember what says about that afterwards. I think one of our physios get pelted with a bottle. I mean, you're dealing with the biggest lunatics in Scotland by 
quite a quite a distance. So um, I think the club will need to review it. Uh, I don't know. You can obviously tell as you were there, but um, I can't imagine it would have been much fun. Aye, it's the whole setup's just a fucking joke, and like, everybody knows that it's because they couldn't take us having title parties in their midden, and like it was the whole thing. Like I go to the bus, uh, the supporters bus, just before nine o'clock yesterday, and. Usually, if you're leaving that early, you fucking think you're going to uh, Tanadice or Aberdeen or something. It's, it was just like we then go to the uh, away car park, so just next to the stadium, and you're thinking, hey, you're, you're there. I think I go there about 20 to 10, quarter to 10, and uh, it's fine, everybody's there, Like, and then they sort of block it off, but they don't let you near the stadium yet, so you're sort of. Just in this big crowd, and then the closer it gets to like eleven o'clockish, everybody starts queuing up because you're told and you're expecting to be in the stadium. But then you've got these two fucking clowns from Police Scotland on horses, that, like standing at the front of the queue, and they're sort of reversing the horses and moving them forward. And that's when they're letting people forward. But there's seven hundred people there, but they're letting through five or six at a time, and they're saying that it's they're trying to cut down on people uh, try to double up and try skipping and people with missiles and that and uh, but at the same time they're just causing a crust because everybody's getting uh, made agitated and trying to get to the front and the way they've, they've positioned the horses it becomes like a sort of bottleneck so from that sort of aspect you've got uh, police Scotland causing all sorts of issues uh, and then when you get in the stadium as you say like everybody's been here games, you know, you give and take if you're near the, the opposition fans, but like the, I'd say the one difference between us and uh, when they come to Celtic Park is I think, I think when they come to Celtic Park, from what I've seen, they get taken in a lot earlier, they're not sort of kettled somewhere, and then I, I know a lot of away fans complain about being right in the corner and behind that pillar and that, but when you when you're at Ibrox, like I, I you notice I noticed it yesterday when I was there. It's the first time I'd been there. Like it's part of seven hundred, and like yeah, you're, you're surrounded by them, and it's not just from like one side. They're in the top tier as well, from like, sort of both stands. So like the boy who got pelted with a bucket bottle, like he was, I think he was a row or two behind me, and you could see it. But that get launched from the tops, the top tier, and like it's as if they want a death. Like it's like because if that hits somebody in the right part of the heat didn't cause some sort of brain injury or something like that. Like, I know some people might think that's extreme, but it's mental and, like, as you say, there's like coins and lighters getting hit and, aye, that, that could do damage if it hits in the right part, but that's, it's less likely to do it than a fucking bucket bowl and it, it's mental and it wasn't the only one to get thrown. Like, I've seen quite a few and, look, no doubt there's probably some in your support when it's our way that have done the same, but it's, it's, it's mental how... Like, the polls didn't really seem interested in doing it, because like, I, I looked up at one point and you could see one of them in the upper tier, like, way the bucket bottle, and those polls like, standing yards away from them and just not really doing anything about it. And it happens, like, don't get me wrong, when uh, both Celtic goals get scored, I went fucking mental, and, like, I was quite close to the segregation line, so it was great to be a part of that. But they, they've completely ruined what it was, and... I don't, if I'm being honest, I don't think we'll ever get back to the 7,000 or even close to it, but I think we need to, well, I think you're right, I think the club need to really look out for the support and stone up and actually have a word and say, look, we're not giving you any tickets or, or 
well, no, until there's some sort of compromise. Like, like there's no reason that you've seen the sort of European supports like Liverpool and that that have been at Ibrox this season. Like, there's no, there's no reason that we can't sort of come to some sort of arrangement. And, like, the only thing stopping it is them. Like, I think the September derby at Celtic Park, Celtic hadn't put the tickets for, I think, area 118 and 119 and a bit of 117 on sale, because I think that's what they were sort of looking today. But... You're right, Tony. There will come a time where Sell will just tell them to shove it because yesterday was bad enough because like a lot of people got hit, and then that guy who did get the really nasty gash on his head. But it was it's just them that have ruined it, and then yeah, they'll they they'll be the ones who are claiming our support are disrespectful and they shouldn't be allowed in the stadiums. But it's it's just an issue that they've completely created. But uh, that's maybe a, a something for another time. And they'll bring you in on this weekend's game. It's Kilmarnock. We've got Kilmarnock the next two weekends. This one uh, is at Celtic Park in the league. What are you expecting from it, I think? Uh, Kilmarnock drew nothing each yesterday, but uh, what are you expecting from them? We obviously beat them quite handsomely at Rugby Park early in the season. I'm expecting them to turn up and try and stink the place out and play for a penalty or a late corner or something along the lines. But I think that's. Listen, it's, it's, uh, I, I suspect we'll maybe see one or two changes to the starting eleven. Um, I, I would hope, to be honest with you. If, if nothing else, just a bit of freshness. Um, we've got a big squad. Obviously, there's boys that have come in in January. Um, so I, I'd expect a bit of rotation on our part. But I think the there should also be an element of confidence that we take for, for the game. Um, and that, again, we've came away with a late goal. And got something out of a game um, that was perhaps a getting away phase, and um, I think that'll take us into the game quite well. Um, I actually think and hope we're going to see a positive performance. I think we've not kept a clean sheet at home for a wee while now. You might correct me if I'm wrong there, but I don't think we've kept a clean sheet at home for a wee while, Dan. Um, so I'm hoping that, that that can be sort of top of the agenda next, next day I win. Um, and a good performance, to be honest with you. Um, I really want to just see sort of play well across the pitch. Um, we've had sort of a couple of games where it's either that the midfield been really well, but the final third's been a bit poor. It's we've not really had a sort of complete performance across the pitch. So I would like to see that. But um, I another game. I think it's probably one of the first Saturday for three folks that one of the very few that we seem to get in a season so looking forward to that and again I'm sure the players will be up for it the manager will be up for it and come in put a big performance in we know how they're going to play um, the same way everybody plays when they come and just on what you said we've actually not kept a clean sheet in at Celtic Park since we beat the Huns in September Jesus fuck I think it was as long as that Um, as far back as I could go was the when Leipzig beat us, I think after that I was a bit hazy in um, the games prior. But I think that just shows you there's some have been winning games at home. I don't think that, that that's by the by. But there's been perhaps too tight or we're gear away daft goals at like Livingston and Ross County and then sort of having to see you at a game with an element of, of worry that they're going to nick something or... So it would just be nice to see us go get a, a really good performance. Similar to how similar to what we did against St Johnston, but I know the game was done at that point, but just no gear we had after goal. Just keep that concentration really, really high. Um 
I think that would be that would be good to good good to see. And um, again, get into a massive game against Kamara. Obviously, we play them at home. The team will be looking to really sort of put a marker down ahead of the semi final. And a clean sheet, I think, would would be a massive part of that. Um, it's it's a different game, which we obviously will cover before the semi. But one half cup games, anything can happen. Um, but I first up to get. I think we will get a good performance. I think there'll be a couple of changes to the starting lineup. Um, guys like Moy, I think, will come back, and I suspect you'll see Johnston start again. But I think Bernabeu will, will come in at left back. Um, so I think there will be changes. There'll be a bad starting as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to that element because players will want to stake claims to to sort of come into the team and stay in the team. Um, and, and I think that's always good because competition's healthy. So I am I'm expecting a good performance, but I, I want to see a, a nice positive win in the clean sheet though. I definitely think just as you say, it sort of took me aback as well. The, the fact that it's been since September. But hey, Danny, what are you expecting from it? Are you expecting many changes? I know Kobayashi was on the bench as well yesterday, and I guess maybe too soon for Iwata to be in the squad. So I know Ange says last week in his press conference that he was still in Japan, so maybe a bit too early for him. But what are you expecting? Um, I don't know. I I, I think Andy's right. They'll come on. will just play and not get beat. Uh, probably got a penalty with VAR for like a home ball for the ball hitting somebody in the ear or something. Um, fuck knows now. Um, I'd expect Celtic to come out and play well. We usually have a good response after quite a dip in the performance, so hopefully we see it Saturday. Um, I'd like to see Kobe Ashley come in. I'd like to see him start. I'd keep Johnson in the team as well, and he change it. If Taylor doesn't make it, I don't know about his injury as it was a hamstring, but I don't know if it's bad or anything. Um, but I would play Bernabe at left back and just see Johnson and just keep trying bed Johnson at your team as quickly as possible because I thought he did a really strong debut. But I'd like to hope that we'd be able to get a good two goals after Coman because I don't think they're very good. Um, but as I say, they would just sit and play in and, and not get beat. So it'll be a, a lot tough game, but are they playing before us again? No, they're at Tanadise on Sunday afternoon. There's a chance to go 12 clear for at least 21 or 22 or whatever, so it's a good chance to go out and put a marker down and hopefully score a few early goals. Like this at Johnston game the other week, Christmas Eve, just score a few goals early and uh, try and shut, shut the game down. And then you can stretch your legs in the second half, maybe you can get a look, you know, maybe you can get a look at Kobe Ashley and if you don't start on, you can get a look at him then. So, bye, hopefully they just bounce back and get back into winning ways again, because you know, as I say, after kind of draws or bad performances or defeats under Ange, since we kind of screwed them up last October, it's been kind of, you always get a good response, you always kind of dig on that on a win, so hopefully it kicks off on Saturday. Aye, definitely. Uh, Tony, what about you? Would you be looking to make many changes from yesterday? Aye, uh, yeah, I with Danny, I'd, I'd drop Starfield and put Kobayashi in. Um, Give a shot against probably what you told would be quite a comfortable game. I don't think Kelly offered it and Herald by Park. I thought they were symbolic, so I think it's a chance to hopefully get a similar result. And that's that would be the hope. Um, I would drop a Riley and bring Moy in. I'd like to see Mera Johnston as a big fan of him. Um, I'm assuming Burnaby will play for Taylor the first for a couple of weeks it's a great a massive squad to kind of deal with these things so I never remember 
team and I would start by Jack Abacus out front. I know Kyogo scored, but it would be nice to give him a, a chance to get back in the score sheet. I think he, he's not been given a lot of game time and I think he's a bit unfair. I like the big man. I know he was posting cryptic garbage, but I'd give him a shot. Um, but I, th- I think we'll do them 5-0. That would be my prediction. I'll go for Jack Abacus, Hattick, Abadic score and made it score. I I think it'll be pretty. I think, I think it'll be a few changes, not too many. I wouldn't. I don't know if we'll bring Kobe Ashi in. Uh, I think Burnaby will come in. I think Aaron Moy will get a start, and maybe at the expense of Matt O'Reilly. And I think that you might see Jota and possibly Abada as well. I don't know. He seems to uh, switch about with the wingers, so maybe he will look to change it up. But obviously, with that. A League Cup semi-final the following Saturday he might want to play strongest 11 just to sort of match them and see how they cope against Kelly's set up and whatever and we'll see come Saturday it'll be it's the same game and as Danny said it's a chance to extend a lead put a bit of pressure on I think we will uh, I think I think we'll win the game 4-0 and I think that Kyogo will get a double along with Aaron Moy getting a penalty and Alistair Johnston getting his first goal. Uh, Danny, what's your prediction? Uh, I think it'll be 4-1 and Matt O'Reilly will score. And the Kyogo will get a hat-trick. You don't drop the end form, that will score. That's... And Andy, you want to round us off for a prediction? Hey, I'm going to go for 3-0. Um, let me think who's going to be in the score sheet. As Danny was saying, I think it was one or two episodes ago, Bernabe's going to pick one and about 20 yards out because he's going to start. So I'm going to say Burnaby, Maida will get another goal and Yacht will get a goal. There you go. Four comprehensive victories predicted. Hopefully Celtic deliver them. Uh, we will be back after that Kilmarnock game. We'll have a wee look at uh, how that went. We'll also preview the League Cup semi-final and maybe discuss some transfer activity if there's any sort of incomings or outgoings or any rumours flying about but if you've made it this far thanks very much for listening we will be back next week and remember to visit Football Prizes for a chance to win that Kyogo custom frame shot so cheers to everybody who's taking the time to listen and catch you after Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.